Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everything past here is spoiler zone. Spoil, spoil everywhere. <laughs> Peace. I hate the word. Hello and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama, a podcast where each week we watch one thing starring the most underrated actor in the history of the entire world, Mr. John Leguizamo. My name is Mish Wittrop, who you might know from <laughs> riding my friend's <laughs> coattails my entire career. Um, and I'm joined by a, a pretty good friend of mine, uh, co-host Zachary Wayne, who you might know from... Pulling up from the bootstraps and, and doing it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for letting me ride your coattails, Zach. Um, no, today- you haven't. We need to stop. Um, we need Zach to and stop I have- with the self-deprecation, Mish. <laughs> Um, Zach and I, are, we're fighting, so we've brought in a friend to mediate with us today. <laughs> I'm already Team Mish. I'm already on your of side. Of course you are. Um, um, we're you. joined by a uh, comedian, artist, very, very, very funny, per- like one of my favourite people on the entire planet, Ree Down. Oh, my God. That is literally so nice. Thank you. Harry, what an introduction. Well, straight off the bat, Ree does our artwork. So uh, our little podcast artwork thingy. It was done by Ree. It was done by What Ray. a legend. It was Thanks, done by Ray. goddamn me. It's pretty it's done cool. By goddamn Ree. How are you, Ree? I'm I'm pretty good. I have to say, when you were saying riding the coattails, I was telling my brother, who's actually like a very big Auntie Donna fan. Oh, I said, I'm doing Yeah, he is. And I was saying, I'm doing Zach's podcast tomorrow with uh another one of our very good friends, Mish. And he was like, Oh, Mish, who's in the, the skits? I was like, Yeah. And he was like, I love her and did a five-minute TED talk about how she outshines you guys in scenes. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I you love, so I love your brother, man. I've, I've not met him, but he, he was sounds just, hot. But he was, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure if he is. I just like wouldn't, I wouldn't know that. But um, he is a big fan of both of you. So he was very excited. Oh, so very a big sweet. shout out to Jared. Down. Thanks, Jared. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jared. Just a bit of love Mish's from your favourite favorite member of Auntie Donna. <laughs> To wow. you. It was very cute. And Thank he says so that he likes your photos, Zach, that you put up, your selfies. Oh, my selfies. Yeah, I love a good selfie. You didn't have to make this even, Ree. You could have just left it at, my brother um, loves you, Mish. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She's but just stating fine. the no, facts. She's fine. just laying out every piece of information she has. And then we yeah. can draw from that what we will. <laughs> That's okay. all we're going to talk about in this podcast is what my brother thinks about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's really, really important. Yeah. <laughs> um, Re down. You're a comedian. You're a podcaster. You're an artist. You're a provocateur. Sound, you sound so unsure. <laughs> but most it of all, like you're about to do it. This is your life. You're a you're a you're a, you're a lover of John Leguizamo. Uh, Re. How do you Ray, say his last you, name? Re. I'm not sure. I will never know. <laughs> 
Right? Had you? I heard mean, of I him? thought that when I was doing the podcast art, that that was what his last name was, and I was like, "That's so nice." That's <laughs> like Rama. Last name. Yeah. You didn't well, notice it could the have been. Rama part. No, well, I did. It's but an I excellent. Think it sounds like his name, like the way I would say it anyway. It is a fantastic name for a podcast because even John Leguizamo himself thinks so. He's now posting our shit on his Instagram. That is He so loves the cool. wordplay. He loves the wordplay of his last name. Every, just, time, every time. Every time he shared our uh, po- podcast on his stories, he's just said our title with an exclamation mark or <laughs> our title with a ha. Huh? So he's just going, <laughs> like, was our Ha. That's like, no, but I, I get it. So obviously That's my so name, cute. my name's Mish. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Um, Hi. I, when I was probably like 22 or something, um, I was trying to explain a story to somebody and I was like, oh, sorry, I'm not really, um, I'm not really making a lot of sense. And he goes, oh, don't worry. I haven't misunderstood you. And I thought it was very fucking cool. (laughs) And so then for the last 10 years of my life, I've said things like, oh, whoops, I made a mistake or, oh no, I guess I'm, you know. A bit, I think we found ourselves in a bit of a misunderstanding and no one finds it as entertaining as me. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> once once I was at a family barbecue and a, um, a, a middle-aged man who I, I'd never met before that day, he was, I grew up in the country, so he was quite a brusque man. He, he walked past me, he was quite drunk and he said, Zachary, do you know why your name is Zachary? And I said, no, I was a small boy. And I said, no, and he said, because your face looks exactly like your asshole. Oh. How did this guy know your name? <laughs> Why were you having a conversation with this absolute drunk psychopath on the side of the I street? I think street? your face looks exactly like a handsome man's face. Brie, my name's Mish, and I've looked much similar to this my entire life. So, yeah, I was a chunky little kid. Little tiny spherical baby, little spherical child. I went to primary school with the name Mish. I got called the Michelin Man. (laughs) Kids are clever. Like some kid would have been on the school bus, driven past a tire place, seen the Michelin Man, gone Michelin, Mish. Oh, like that fat girl in grade two. And then came to me that day and said, Oh, you look like the Michelin man. (laughs) I've never forgotten. Babe, I feel you so hard. Me and Mish, when we get together, we just call everyone fat. And then all of our skinny friends get like, they like don't say anything. They're like, oh, I guess she's like not a nice person. We're like, well, they're fucking fat. And because we're fat, we can fucking say it. And she's fucking fat. She is. She's fucking fat. And I've earned that right. Because when I was eight years old, the 10 year old boys called me the Michelin Michelin man. Babe, Babe. Yeah. you were so much cuter than him. Yeah, I know. But then like Misha Barton came out in the OC and I was like, oh, that's kind of like me. Yes. But I look nothing like Misha Barton. Misha Barton in the OC is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> you well, are so much better than her. I've never watched the OC. No. But it's on Stan. No, I've never seen an episode. But it's on it's so Stan good. and my housemate started watching it again. And I tuned in for maybe like 15 minutes and they're trying to make it out like this clean cut, blonde, blue eyed, just super clean shave and very pretty guy. Like he's, is like, they're like, is he a gangster maybe? And yeah. It's like, mm, mm, I don't think he really. is though. Mm. Not really. And is the he? nerd is like 
a this big buff. babe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Super Adrian buff. Brody is so hot. Yeah. yeah I love like- Adrian Brody. It's like, will Summer ever go for this incredibly attractive man? <laughs> Who knows? He's like, I am hot, but I also like comic books. <laughs> yeah, it's what a nerd. And he's like, yeah, and he wears really baggy T-shirts, but then that one time he needs to dress up for some sort of event, all of a sudden he looks really hot and everyone looks at him different. It's like he's in the pool in like the third episode without a shirt on and you're just like, okay, you're not <laughs> I think we need to recast. <laughs> oh, Misha Barton you're- has only ever dated handsome clean-cut men but now she likes a handsome clean-cut man from a middle-class neighborhood (laughs) (laughs) what's she gonna do what a horrible show and there was some there was i obviously didn't know the backstory or whatever but there was a like i walked into the room on my house where i was watching and there was a scene where like some guy was crying on a boat with a very beautiful blonde woman crying saying i have to go and lauren was like oh the poor lauren my housemate was like oh the poor guy i'm like what's going on she's like oh he's really sad because his wife um is like he has to go back (gasps) to his wife and his kids but he has to leave his like girlfriend behind i'm like why do you feel sorry for this man he has a wife in a mansion with some kids and he's fucking some woman on a boat and we're meant to feel sorry for him because he has to leave the boat yeah but what you're forgetting is that his Don't wife was Julie it. Cooper. Julie oh. Cooper. Uh, that doesn't mean yeah. anything. Julie so, Cooper, Mish. Look, if you're going to have opinions, you should really educate you, yourself. You've got to know who Julie <laughs> Cooper is. Yeah. Do you know my one memory of uh, of that show, just full stop my like resounding memory of that show, is legitimately before I started watching it, because everyone playing 16, 15-year-olds is like 25, roughly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all the parents are like, 40 at most, right? Yeah. yeah. And there are very, very fit, attractive, well-kept 40 at most that oh legitimately God, yeah. the casting of the parents and the children, I think, came from the same age bracket. Like yeah. everyone, everyone, yeah. I genuinely didn't know which characters were, were parents and which characters were kids initially. Mm. That show is like it's- tough. It's just all hot 25-year-olds. I will say, though, I stand Sandy so hard. Sandy being big eyebrows? I love him so much. Like, I just want to get a beer with him and hang out. Oh, is that the actor that looks like um, he would be the much more popular, more attractive brother of Eugene Levy? Yes. Yes. Okay, Okay, cool. He looks like he would be Eugene Levy's younger brother who's much cooler. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Eugene Levy. He is the best. Eugene Levy has like, like his whole thing, isn't it? I suppose is that he just has hotter versions of Eugene Levy all over the place. His son <laughs> is like Including a hot his version. Son. Yeah. His son Dan Levy is like. Oh. What would happen if Eugene Levy? I think I talked about this in another podcast, but like, what would happen if Eugene Levy was um, like grew up in LA and was very fashionable and. <laughs> Like not not no different. Like the same structure, but you just yeah. raised him in the petri dish that is LA. It's like it he be, just looks a lot better. Like he'd, he'd yeah. be Sandy Cohen. <laughs> he'd be Sandy Literally. Cohen or, or or Dan Levy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I really really want to launch into talking about the movie that we're yeah. here to talk about. I say, yeah. Um, Zach's doing the blurb. I've I'm I watched this movie a few days ago mm. because I was bored and I was like, well, I might as well watch the. John Leguizamo film that we're set to watch. Um, and I've been wanting to talk about this for two days. Mish has so. been uh, consistently 
And I mean, consistently messaging me every, or maybe uh, every, like four times a day since she's watched it going, you watched it yet? You watched it yet? You watched it yet? And then I watched it last night um, because I'm making a point to watch it before the day off because I've watched too many um, episodes of MasterChef in 1.5 speed. So I was like, all right, I'm going to watch it the night before. And last night I watched it and I finished it about midnight and I got a message. You watched it yet? And I was like, yeah, but we can't talk about it until the podcast. And she's like, oh. <laughs> I'm very excited. So please, Zach, do the blurb. What's it on? Should we say what the movie is? It's in the blurb. The first uh, the first four words of the blurb are the title of the movie. So Okay, cool. We can we can, but I think we'll just we'll just jump in. No, the let's blurb. leave let's leave our listeners in suspense for another four seconds. They're probably <laughs> sitting on. here going, What what could Why be, have we been talking about the OC? What could <laughs> what could Whispers <laughs> in the Dark nineteen ninety two featuring Reed Down be about? <laughs> what could this episode <laughs> What could this episode be about? I'm looking at it on my phone and I'm just... Uh, <clears throat> so here we go. This is a longer... Um, this is, I should just preface this. This this blurb is a little bit longer because I, I wrote... The way I structure my blurbs, I think we both structure our blurbs, is I do a little bit of info, then I do the plot, then I do John Leguizamo's involvement in it. A bit more fluid yep. than that. But uh, I went to Wikipedia um, to just get the details and and, uh, do the initial copy-paste before the rewrite. And um, the plot description was so uh, just... There was something so special about it that I left it entirely unedited. It's like one massive sentence. So I'm just going to mark that when it's the Wikipedia quote because I love it so much. Fuck yeah. Whispers in the Dark is a sexy 1992 American thriller film written and directed by Christopher Crowe. It stars the sexy Annabelle Sciorra, Alan Alda from MASH, Anthony LaPaglia from Australia, and of course, John Leguizamo from All of Our Hearts. The plot is as follows, and now I quote the Wikipedia. The confessions of a sadomasochistic, sexually obsessed patient disclosed as fantasies during Manhattan psychiatrist sessions begin to permeate the troubled doctor's subconscious as erotic dreams. This leads to a heated love affair. At the same time, a series of shocking murders occur with evidence suggesting it is her new lover slash patient. It's that's wrong, though, isn't it? <laughs> It's that's it's, not correct. It's all right, but just it's 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 like um, it's written by a brain that doesn't think linearly. It's just like it's trying to just. It's I'm glad he, you read he, it. Because, he's also not her patient. No. Well, yeah. No. Which they said that multiple times that he, that he is, but he is not. But she's he's the not. patient. Anyway, we can get into that. I've it's got a lot. One little it bit is more, a lot. And I end <laughs> quote. John Leguizamo plays the part of Fast Johnny C, a, pa- a patient of the main character who is an ex-con who reinvented himself as an artist but has a dark past that is vile and misogynistic. But maybe he's better now, but also, also maybe he's not. But also he's fun, but also he's also sexy, but also he's a very, very bad man, but also he's just trying to make his way in the world. 
That was literally every thought I had about him. Yeah, that's so true. I'm really glad you read the Wikipedia um, description because um, when we asked Rita to come on our pod, we gave her a few options of films and she picked Whispers in the Dark. I'm like, oh, cool. Before I watch it, I'll just give myself a bit of a description from Wiki about what it's about. And I read that. I'm like, oh, this is going to. This is going to be really long-winded and very kind of like slow moving and I'm, it's not going to hold my interest. And then when I put it on, within 20 seconds, it was the horniest movie I'd ever seen. So horny. The it- first 20 seconds, the opening credits are so horny. Like I, went, well, I was sitting literally. there with my partner on the couch and I was just like, oh, whew. We've got a big horny film. To You've got to get ready if you're if you're a um, if you have not seen this film, we're going to spoil it a lot, and I really do think you should step into it unknowing. But also YOLO, just please listen to our podcast. We need the ad dollars. <laughs> yeah, um, asking people to listen to your podcast while on your podcast. Yeah, but don't. St- <laughs> like I was already listening. <laughs> I was about to say stop listening. Go to YouTube and watch this film. Which I don't do stop encourage. listening. That'll fuck up our algorithm. It'll Listen really fuck up mute. our algorithm. Listen to this on mute. Like watch the movie and yeah. then come back and re-listen. And then re-listen. And while, to it. and while you're doing that tomorrow, play the podcast. Put it on mute again because you've already listened to it while you're like yeah. cleaning or down the shops. And then tell your friends to do the same and just do that every day. This is some so Justin that- Bieber yummy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like listen to it constantly. Just mute so it. That- just- <laughs> Yeah, please, please, so, please, please. Um, in all seriousness, I, I'm so happy we got to watch this oh, movie. Oh man! Oh, I'd it's... never heard of it before. Um, but this is the kind of movie I've talked about multiple times on this podcast. The kind of movie I really like. Um, this is it. It's that early '90s, mm-hmm. sexy, sexy to the point of gross, mm. um, thriller <laughs> where the the. The plot twist is predicted from the first 10 minutes yeah. of the film. Um, I've said multiple times as well, and I stand by this, in early 90s, mid-90s thrillers, the bad guy is always the good guy's right-hand man. <laughs> always. It always is. And yeah. so as soon as Alan Older, so as soon as the guy from MASH came on the screen and was like, oh, hello, Anne. How are you? I was like, he did it. <laughs> it's like, he the one. He the He's one gonna that did f- it. But and he's the one that did it. Here's the as issue. As soon as you oh, see sorry, her in like literally the first 10 minutes, have a therapy session with him after she has dinner with him. Mm. I was like, he did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you eat dinner with your therapist and then you have a therapy session. Yeah. What? <laughs> it's like, like, that's, I feel like we've crossed a little line. I, I, yeah. I doing this. It. And then she has a sleepover at their house. I was like. Uh-uh. <laughs> I love that you guys thought that, that that was your initial thought, because I had the same thought. I had, structurally, I would think he did it, but they wouldn't have cast the guy from MASH because um, there's there's no darkness in him and there's nothing <laughs> in the script indicating that this is a bad guy. So I was like, so I don't think it's him. And, and if it is, God, they're really going to have to work hard to make this ending work. Otherwise, it's just going to be the guy from MASH being like, ah, see, I've been a baddie all along, see? Um, I was wrong. They just did that. Yeah, they did it. (laughs) Ah, ah, don't you understand? I killed them all. Well, yeah, but that was the best part was when they did show the twist of him or the big reveal. The big reveal. That he was the one who'd killed Alan Alda. 
from MASH yeah. killed <laughs> two people <laughs> because of a sexual obsession. <laughs> that's it. That's the story. Um, it, when they revealed that, because he'd been such a nice guy for like the whole film up until the last five minutes, mm. when they were like, oh, the big twist is that um, Alan from Alan Alder from MASH is the bad guy, his way of showing he was bad was... <laughs> Screaming and flipping a table. No, and he's no, he smashes his wife in the head with a <laughs> wine bottle. Yeah, a full wine bottle. And proximity. it goes everywhere. Like it's a slow mo smash as well. And she's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's it just so this funny. guy. This guy has been like, not just holding it together. Like it's like, not just like, because you hear no. about that, that sociopaths and psychopaths do that. They hold it together. Not only has he been holding it together, He's been holding it together to such a degree that he's Alan Alda from MASH. He's the loveliest <laughs> guy in the world. And then, and then rather than just like like him staying the same or him being a cold, it's like it was all an act. It's just like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I mean. It was just it's like, and I'm done being the good guy. Angry. And then his reason for, that he, okay, so the reason that he killed these men was because of this sexual obsession he had mm. with Anne. So the first person he kills, though, is because this woman's threatening to destroy Anne's career. Mm. Yeah, and he and wants, that's and he's why a he kills guy, her to protect so he her. her. Yeah, um, I mean, I can't even get James to like load the dishwasher, but like, fine. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, he set the bar really high. He for set me. it really high. Although, to be fair as well, like James walked out in the middle of like one of the weird sex scenes, and he was just like, "What are you watching?" I was like, "It's for a podcast," and he was like, "Ew." <laughs> You picked this, Re. Yeah, I know. Um, it was. I was like, yeah, give me the horny shit. It, but no, wasn't I, I didn't horny. know that it was going to be super horny, but it was super horny. And it was that horny. Zach, you touched on this a few podcasts ago and it stayed with me because I thought it was so true. Before that, like third wave of feminism, the way that women were empowered in film was by making them horny like boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah. was exactly what this movie was. It's like all these women. So the, the, the main character was a female, um, the, the woman who she has weird sexual dreams about who um, is killed by Alan Alda. She's female. They're both very powerful women, but the way they show their power is by being horny ass. Yes. Yeah. They're, like, they're like, I'm fucking wet, hey. And everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, she's so powerful. Yeah, she's so powerful because she's wet as. That's fucking um, sick. Like, and it I'm- came in that wave of other horny films. So, like, very clearly, like, I'm pretty sure Fatal Attraction was kind of one of the first where it was that kind of, like, super horny uh powerful women but of course like glenn close in that movie was like fucking crazy then there was like basic instinct which i'm pretty sure came out the same year which is this idea of like super sexy horny women in protagonist positions sort of yeah. and then this film came on obviously wanted to jump on that wave but it was just insane the oh, levels i i the best way to describe the plot of this movie is a woman who is it, like uh, uh, finding a man to, that can make her come is so hard to come by. She is willing to protect a man who is probably a killer. Like really, pretty much all evidence and signs point to him. And she's like, he made me come once, so I'm really, I'm really gonna defend him until the end. Hey, it, it was like she it, will, it, it, she will ignore everyone. She's like, I came one time. And that is more than any man has ever made me come. And I don't, he's like, kill every, she's like, I don't care. He can kill as many people as he wants, but 
If he comes back, more sugar for me. Mwah. Like that's <laughs> the also, whole plot of the movie basically is her defending this man. And also on that, what I found was really strange was so there's this man named Doug. Firstly, let's touch on the names, Anne, John and Doug. <laughs> <laughs> who, who did the character names for this fucking movie? But um, Anne meets Doug and it's like, oh, yeah, fuck yeah, love Doug. Doug is actually the partner of one of her patients. And her right? patient is telling people, like telling her therapist, oh, he ties me up and he fucks me in sewer pipes and, yeah. you know, he's like, he <laughs> he made me stand on a chair and said he owned me. And, and can I say me, very 1992, you know, like, idea of shadow of masochism. Yeah. Like, just, <laughs> yeah. just this idea of, like, um, and then he said, "I can I tie you up? Like, it's like, and like, that was like, they didn't. Well, can I tie you up? <laughs> they, they didn't just say tying up. And then like, and then again, the 92 idea of sadomasochism was like, and then he tied me up. And then the next step, the next step on the journey was he tried to murder me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm pretty sure. It's, it's, a few it, starts off like, it starts off like we were sitting across from each other at dinner and he had that look in his eye and I felt his leg against my leg and I'm like, Now's the right time. Fuck me so from then, behind. Yeah. yeah. So then I went into the fucking janitor closet and he followed me in there, tied me up to a pipe, fucked Ugh. me, and then tried to kill me. I remember one at one point in that scene too, she's lying on the ground in the janitor's closet fully naked. And I was just like, Ew. Ew. Yeah. Ew. I, I clocked that as well. I'm like, okay. That's you're like, you're right. He is sick. Like, yeah. It's like. I get the, like, you're trying to be sexy and horny by being like, oh, we were out at a restaurant and we just wanted each other so bad that we decided to fuck right there and then. And the only place that we could do it where we could scream was a janitor closet. So what, get the fuck off. The, he's that's like, like mops and shit. He's like, are you wet or is that just bin juice? <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit, there's another scene in that where she's like, um, we're the same character because this is like, so basically there's just this sexy woman um, whose uh, uh, biggest credit after Whispers in the Dark is um, Highlander 3, the sorcerer. She <laughs> She's really sexy and she's like processing these fantasies. And then there's one scene in it, like it's all kind of works. It's about her describing her fantasies and the doctor is trying to keep it professional, but they're giving her the horn. Yeah. And then, but then there's just this scene in it where she's just like, do you mind if I get naked? And the doctor's like, no, you can't. And then she's like, I'm going to get naked. And then she gets naked and she's like, I want to masturbate. And the doctor's like, no, don't. And she's like, I'm going to start masturbating now. And then she's like, oh, what am I doing? The doctor's just like, the whole yeah, it's, time. The doctor's got this It's definitely the worst psychologist on the planet. She has just no like, boundaries. Yeah, she's meant to be a professional psychologist. She's meant to be this professional woman. She's and like, no, don't. Every don't, example don't of one of her sessions with one of her clients is shit. Like, yeah. she's just sitting there watching one of her clients get naked, being like, oh, uh, I don't think you should probably there's a real that. there's a real like lack of clarity there's this like mm. do you mind if i get naked and she's like i don't know and then she's like 
I want to get naked for you because I feel it's the final step in opening up to you. And she's like, maybe it is. And it's just this sense of like, if you're a psychiatrist, you've done six years of medical school. In America, you've done like three years of science, three years of medical school, and then three years of psych. She's done like at least nine years of study. She's um, studied yeah. for so long. And, and, and then when the lady goes, I want to get naked and masturbate in front of you, she's like, oh, I, I don't know where the lines of professionalism start and end. <laughs> it's just like, so no, you, you actually can't do that. That's, that's, like, like, <laughs> that's like one of those. Okay. So, you know, when you're at the end, apparently when you're like going to do psychology, you're right at the end of your course and they bring in actors to act mm. like patients. Yeah. That's the kind of scenario that you would get in first year where it's like, all right, how would you handle this person? I want to get naked and masturbate in front of you. I've never taken one day of a psychology <laughs> class, but I reckon I could have handled that situation yeah. it's like better. It's like basic compliance at a call centre job. They're like, should you give your password out to people? Yeah. And you're like, no. And they're like, very good, very good. Yeah. It's like if a patient is going to get naked and masturbate in front of you, are you going to tell them stop? Are you going to let them? It's like stop. And they're like, yeah, very good. First day, really killing it. But like, here's the kicker. What if they're really sexy? <laughs> And what if you Okay, but she's hot. And what, what if you got the horn? <laughs> and I love as well, this is often in 90s films, but I think it's like kind of, it's throughout all the decades. Mm. Um, when someone's dreaming about sex in a movie and they do like, you go into their head and you see their dream and then you go back out and you see them in bed lying and they're just kind of like humping the sheets. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I wrote oh, down oh, in my notes, oh, humping sheets. Yeah, like don't do Gosh, that. Not. Yeah, a bit much. Like they, they, the opening's scene like after the credits is just her in bed like dreaming about this hot blonde patient who in a few days is going to attempt to masturbate in front of her Mm. and she's just like writhing in these sheets and then like she wakes up like oh oh no a sex dream also you are a psychologist like you know what she's not even that she's a sex therapist too (laughs) she seems to exclusively only work with people who have like specific sex sexual issues. dysfunctions? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. She's really bad at it. She's like, so bad. She's like, she- oh my god, you what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, wait, what? <laughs> so, I wrote like- in my notes uh, first draft Fifty sh- f- uh, Shades of Grey. I was like, that's oh. what this movie. It's oh, the first yeah. draft of Fifty Shades. And, of Grey. And Fifty oh, Shades I- of Grey is not many drafts in either. No, so no, no. That was the second draft. <laughs> <laughs> I think that people who liked. Fifty Shades of Grey, like proper, like liked it because it made them a bit like horny. I think this was like the first Fifty Shades of Grey. You need to watch Whispers in the Dark. It's like vintage, vintage horn. I just, yeah. I struggle to understand because I've got to admit, like I actually haven't seen Basic Instinct or any of those ones. This is actually oh, my favorite. Neither, neither. Uh, this is oh. actually, I think, my first horny thriller, which was such a big genre in oh, the nineties. And I got to say, I love <laughs> horny thriller. I love this. It's, welcome to my welcome to my world. It's just this amazing thing. Like, and I think it happened a lot in like the 80s and 90s where people were like, just picking genre. Like horror comedy kind of came up at the same time. Mm. It was like, it's horror, but it's comedy. And there's just yeah. like a lot of those things. And I just love that someone, and I think it was Paul Verhoeven, I think it was the, yeah. the, that guy, just yeah. was like, what about, what about the thriller? But we make it horny. <laughs> that's all it is. It's a thriller, but it's also a porn. You don't know who the murderer is for the entire film, but also they're all sexy and want to fuck. 
But there's no like synergy beyond that. That's actually no. a bit awkward sometimes because they're like, this person is a murderer, but also very sexy. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> so, just for clarity for the listeners, and this sex therapist who shouldn't be. Can, um, I, can I just interject, Mish, just before you, you, you keep talking? For clarity for the listener... And also for me, I watched the film, but I do think I need this help. <laughs> sure. Um, Anne, who was the sex therapist, she starts dating this guy named Doug, mm. who is meant to be the hot, like really, really attractive. Probably the most, like if you drew a picture of a middle-aged white man in the early 90s, you'd draw Doug. Like he is <laughs> he most- looks like He looks like a triceratops. <laughs> <laughs> It was somewhere Legit. between. It was somewhere between Doug, a guy named Doug, fucking yeah. everyone, and a scene where a woman describes coming just from someone saying something that I thought, you know what? I reckon this was written by a middle-aged man. Yeah, yeah, I reckon. So. I reckon. I reckon Doug, Doug getting all the ladies. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon it's honestly Columbus when or casting. Fuck his name. Fancies himself as a bit of a dug. <laughs> I think when casting this film as well, particularly the role of Doug, they didn't cast based on talent. They cast based on whether or not the actor's face looked like someone named Doug. Because <laughs> he is the most Doug looking person in the world. Anyway, I've forgotten what I was saying now. Uh, oh, you were d- explaining Anne and all the relationships, but oh, Anne yeah. and Doug. This is this weirdness, right? So Anne starts dating this dude named Doug. Doug very quickly starts being accused of murder. Um, Not only does he, she start dating Doug, her patient was dating Doug. Yeah. And the, 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 what the patient is describing is her sexual mm. adventures with Doug and then by chance the, the psych... You know, starts dating Doug as well, and then and they also discover it. Not really touched on the fact that her boyfriend was in another relationship. No, like she seems to forgive him very quickly. She's not brought up. I told very you, quickly. she's like, he made me come once. Yeah, very quickly. You do whatever you want, that, Doug. It's very clear that the the writer of this film, not very well, because we all know it was Alan Alda from the start, but wanted the audience to believe that Doug was the murderer. And yet, Anne still wants to fuck him and date him and like be with him. I don't know, man. It just it, that, that there was so many holes. There's a layer. I she with said, Doug. "I'm falling in love with him," and they only rooted once. And I was like, "Okay, this a man has so written. Like, <laughs> yeah. There are so many things, especially yeah. when she's like, yeah, like you were saying. Oh, um, he said I'm gonna tie you up, and then I just came. I just came straight away, and I was like, um, wouldn't it be nice, first of all? But that's just I can guarantee you that's never happened ever. And if I you're want, a man I out want there, any mental thing, whatever you say, like you need to put in at least a good ten minutes of work. Yeah. 
and for any guy out there that's like, actually, um, I do know a girl like no, that. You no, don't. you don't. You don't. You you're, don't. You're she's a, lying. She's she, lying and she's lonely and you need to ask her how she is. She's she's She just <laughs> couldn't be bothered. She could not be yeah. bothered to finish she's either She's either heaps smarter than you, which I'm guessing she probably <laughs> is, and she just can't be bothered dealing with your shit, or she's sad and you need to ask her how she's going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those two. There's um, a, there's a real there's a real layer with the whole thing, isn't it? Of just like um, I when I was watching it, I didn't realize that uh, I I knew like I you know I've read Cosmopolitan and I've had girlfriends explain things to me, um, and I knew that okay we we need to use more than our willies. <laughs> I, I thought I thought that that's where we were coming from. I thought that that's the journey we've been on in the last twenty years as men that we had yeah. to realize that. Little did I know that in 1992, people thought they could just whisper sexy things. Oh, it's <laughs> and just... also, like, by the way, women wish that were the case. Like, we we don't, we're not like, oh, my God, no, it takes way more to make me calm. It's like, I would love for that to be the situation. You mm. know, James is like, I, I packed the dishwasher. And I'm just like, <laughs> fucking, yes. That's so good. Thank you. But no, it's like, I have to schedule time. But also, can I just say, I wrote down as well, the, when the therapist is listening to this woman describe these, like, intense sexual fantasies, her face mm. of just being like, fuck, oh, my God. I'm like, that's just me Anytime a single friend tells me about, like, their one-night stand. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've been in a relationship for almost 10 years now, and I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> like, um, but also, Re, that's fine, though, Re, because... You are their friend, and this woman's meant to be a professional therapist. Yeah, that's why it's okay that I let my friends masturbate in front of me. Yeah, but that's that's different because you're not a professional psychologist. I also hate that she referred to having her pussy eaten as made love. Like, she was like, yeah, and then he made love to me. I'm like, he's clearly eating your snatch. <laughs> hey, I think that there's elements in which being able, like, if someone goes down on you. Yeah. It's kind of like making love. No, I hate that. I hate that so much. Is it? Yeah, he made love to my pussy with his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I legitimately just thought that uh, the writer didn't understand anatomy. I was like, I was like, uh, so he got on his knees. I'm like, he gets on a chair as well. (laughs) I've got it. The writer of this movie is very clearly that guy in high school who had sex first. He was one of the first yeah. guys to have sex, yeah. but has then since not had sex. <laughs> so he had to and was made to feel like a real fucking stud because he was one of the first people to have sex and she was probably a couple of years older than him and he felt like a fucking stud. And then since then, high school finished and he just couldn't get laid, but he still had stud head. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, he had the head of a stud and he was like, I know what sex is. And then he wrote this and all his mates who have since had plenty sex were just like, oh, I reckon Gary hasn't had much sex (laughs) since high school. Pretty much. That's who wrote this. You fucking nailed it. That's literally, I I hate this man so much. (laughs) Yeah, same. Um, I, uh, can we just talk about another element okay, of this yeah. movie really quickly that's not it's not really anything to do with being horny. Sorry to put that on pause. Um, <laughs> so Anthony LaPaglia was in this film. So, yeah, I need to talk about Anthony that. LaPaglia, guys. Like, Go for it, where, where was Anthony LaPaglia in this? When, when did Anthony – because you're watching the movie and you're like, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, 
I don't think John Leguizamo is coming back. I was really sad. I was like 20 minutes in. I'm like, I think John Leguizamo was just in it for the start because he has no material connection to any of the actors. It wouldn't really work for him to be folded into the plot. But they gave it a crack. (laughs) So I was like, all right. so (laughs) They managed. There's not going to be any more, not much more Leguizamo. We're just sexy lady Doug and and that's and that's about it. Mm. And then suddenly, oh oh to my joy, in walks Anthony LaPalia as the oh. most unprofessional police officer of all time. <laughs> that's what I want to talk about. Not that okay. So we've discussed the fact that the therapist was clearly had no training and didn't know how to handle people yeah. who were having emotional turmoil in their lives. Clearly. I'm like, who are these people? Cops? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then in comes Anthony LaPaglia to handle the murder, murder case. And he handled it like a bitchy high school girl yeah. from an American teen movie. He calls like, her up. He's like, did it. oh, fuck, I've done it again. Yeah. yeah he just, firstly, he walks into the room and sees Anne. Sorry. Oh, you're all right, mate. So we should just um, say that um, a couple of times um, we are recording over Zoom and I was going to let it go, but I cannot be fucked editing it out. I'm so fucking done with editing GarageBand fucking podcasts on my fucking laptop. Not on you, Ree. Ree's headphones did slip out a couple of times. That's why she made that sound before and that's what happened just then. Just so you know, every time she does it, she goes, oh, fuck. So and every time Ree's gone, oh, sorry. fuck, Sorry. <laughs> It's just been like a small issue with their headphones. I don't care. Ree doesn't care. We don't care. I kind of care now. But it's it's so fine. It's not a big deal. If if I could be fucked, I would have edited it out. But it's yeah. not been edited out. That's the explanation. Anyway, every carry time on. you did it, I was like, "Poor Zach." Poor Zach. <laughs> well, no, poor not Zach. poor Zach anymore. Zach's not editing it out. <laughs> I put so, the cord away from me so it won't happen again. I'm so you. sorry. Uh, what were you going to um, say about Anthony LaPaglia Ray? Oh, I was just going to say, like, about him being unprofessional. He, like, literally calls her and he's like, hey, so we found out that, like, she didn't hang herself and she, like, she was murdered. So, like, what do you know about that? And it's like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the best part. No, the best part. So, firstly, there's two. Firstly, he walks into the murder scene and she's there and he sees her and goes, what's your relationship with her? And she goes, I'm her therapist. And... In that small interaction, he's decided he's accusing her. It's not even like, oh, maybe she's now a suspect. He's literally like, you did this. And, he all, <laughs> like, and he's also like, how much does it cost to go to therapy? Like, how long should she be going? She's like, three months. It costs this much. And he's like, wow, $4,000. And she still killed herself. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, so mean. What the and fuck? Then, so, then he brings <laughs> so her in rude. for questioning. Then he brings her in for questioning. And then when he releases her, she sees Doug. And he was just like, oh, have you met Doug? This is like, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, hi. And they pretend they don't know each other. And then they're walking away. And across the across the police station, he goes, oh, by the way, Anne. And she turns around and he goes, I know that you two know each other. And this does not look good for you guys. Like, acro- He's like, I've already mind? tweeted it. Yeah. He's like, I'm actually texting everyone and everyone thinks you're like literally so guilty. It was so funny. And then he made her watch him interrogate John Leguizamo. Which makes no sense. I he, also, he made her this, like, interrogation cuck. It was so weird. I, I really love... I, I just want to <laughs> nail back... Interrogation cuck. I want to loop back to the phone you like call that, that Reed <laughs> brought up. I love that phone call reference because it's like, fucking hell, that's so <laughs> funny. He literally just, like... That's, like, the 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 
I feel like mo- most police things, if you know that someone was didn't commit suicide, that they were murdered, that's like a really good tool to use in interrogation. Totally. You come into the interrogation, you talk about the suicide, and then if they let slip anything that it reveals that they know it's a murder, that's like then a tool that can be used or you can reveal it to shock them. Yeah. He literally-, literally all I watched is crime shows and I was like, this is the most unprofessional <laughs> shit I've oh. ever fucking seen. He literally I've goes- ever seen in my goddamn life. <laughs> he goes to a payphone. He calls the sexy psychiatrist. He's like, at guess night. what? It's probably like 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, 11 p.m. on the street. He's he calls on the street her up. on a payphone. He He's calls like, her hey. up on the street. He's like, hey, guess what? Your patient, get get this, your patient who you could be genuinely grieving the death of because I'm just, <laughs> guess what, mate? Didn't kill us. It didn't kill herself. She was fucking murdered. She was yes. fucking murdered, mate. She was fu- she was fucking murdered. Anyway, Keep champ, if you can um, if you can come in tomorrow, come down. Uh, we can have it. a little chat about it. I'll give you twelve hours to uh, sort out an alibi. alibi. <laughs> Which is even more fucked now. You think about it, like. When he came in and they had, they didn't suspect it to be murder, and he thought that she just killed herself. He sees this woman who's his, like, who's this person's therapist, crying, obviously quite shaken up, and decides to take that moment to go over and suggest that the woman killed herself because she was getting shit therapy. Yeah, he's like, "Where's your office?" This is a cop. This isn't just some guy off the street who's a bit of a cunt. This is a cop. He's like, "Where's your office?" She's like, Fifth Avenue." He's like pretty far away from your office like do you always i don't know pop in and see your little clients and she's like oh my god i've just seen a dead body like my client a goddamn- my <laughs> and also, client i've been treating just killed herself <laughs> i <laughs> have just failed as a psychiatrist and at this point it's not a murder well, he hasn't yes. discovered that yet at this point like if, see it from she's his just perspective killed herself. See it from his perspective. A police officer has come into a very sad scene, which is a suicide. It's really awful. She was discovered by her psychiatrist going above and beyond to check on her. That's the information he has at this point. And what he decides to do is go, you know what I reckon? I reckon you fucked up. You know what the girls have been saying? They, I mean, nothing good, first of all. But um, they think that you're like a little bit, like it's a bit sus. Like, what are you doing? That's his vibe. Is like that, like, like high school girl being yeah. like, yeah, um, it's like a bit weird. You're here. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like she gave you like a lot of money, and um, yeah, that's a bit strange, isn't it? That now she's dead. Um, and you're not going to be making that kind of money again. That's probably why you're a bit upset. But also I think she killed herself because of you. Yeah. And like, don't worry. And if we find out it's a murder, we'll be calling you straight away. We'll let you know. We will we'll let, let you know, know. immediately. <laughs> immediately we'll be telling you. He calls her up like later that day. He's like, babe, guess what? You, it wasn't your fault. She was murdered. How about that? <laughs> she was fucking. What do you think about that? <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, was- what do you think about that? <laughs> she was fucking murdered. So you better come in tomorrow and tell us what you reckon about that. Guess what, Anne? She was fucking murdered. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna say? See you guess, tomorrow. Guess. You're not talking, Anne. You're not saying anything. Oh, are you okay? You okay? Oh, you're upset, Anne. Oh, poor Anne. Poor Anne's a bit sad because 
her patient killed herself. I oh, didn't murder. <laughs> then the next oh, day. The next what day. A, what a horrendous comes. audio for anyone listening to hear. <laughs> the next day, Anne comes in. Anne comes in, as does the main suspect, the partner who all evidence points to killed her. And then and then he's like in the hallway, exactly like you said. He's like, guess what, babe? I reckon it was him. <laughs> To, goes to John Legwood, no, goes to Anne's place where John Leguizamo has broken in to tie Anne up to threaten her with a cigarette butt. It was a weird scene. Oh, I was um, so scared. And I was, I was scared, like, don't, but- don't John. I, I was scared, but I was also like, I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared, but I was also a little horny. Yeah, which was, was like, basically- I'm scared, but like I want to fuck. I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Um, and he goes there, and he. So can you just give John- a little context of what this scene is, Mitch? What happens in this yeah, scene? Yeah. So John's another one of Anne's patients. Jack touched on that. Um, who has dark sexual fantasies because that seems to be the only. Clients that Anne gets. Yeah, she's People like, give with- me the real fucking freaks. Yeah. And they're not even like, they're not even mixed up. It's not like he really enjoys like having sex with stuffed animals and she really likes bondage. They both, they all love bondage. Yeah. <laughs> they all love. And, Anne, and Anne's like, ooh, this is a bit weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like, weird. You're not the person to be treating these people. <laughs> yeah. Anne. And then John mentions that he had a dream about one of uh, the patient that goes in after him, which happens to be Eve, who's the sexy one who gets murdered. Um, Anthony DePaglia. Oh, and also to- she gets murdered the same way that she described a sexual encounter, which she's found hanging by her neck naked, which yeah. is what, like, you know, Doug had said, you know, made, like made her do basically. So it was yeah. like it fit in with that. I feel like that's important to know. I don't yeah, know. I think so. No, 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 I don't know. no. It's it not my fucking is. podcast, but <laughs> yeah, she was found hanging naked, her titties all out and stuff, and then they found out she was actually hit. Oh, you're right. I forgot to mention the titties being out. Yeah, you forgot to mention her titties. <laughs> when I said naked, I should have also specified the titties were also naked. I but think it's we all, need no, to but just... it, like clearly, clearly, the director wants us to notice that her titties are out because even when they do face shots of I people know. with their titties out in these movies, it's of their titties and half their face. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I don't know who that woman is. Yeah, I just but, you, we, but we know what her titties look like. It could anyway. be Anne in a wig. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, so John describes to Anne that he has a sexual fantasy about Eve, like he had a dream. And Anthony LaPaglia hears these tapes and goes, "Okay, rather than suspect that maybe John Leguizamo had something to do with this, I'm going to just accuse him of it point blank." Yeah, <laughs> and. In doing so, is so convinced that John Leguizamo murdered this woman that when John is hanging from a balcony... The detective literally lets him slip to his death. Yeah, he drops him. Like, he drops... Anthony LaPaglia drops him. It feels like... Like, Anthony LaPaglia, excellent actor. Such a good actor. So but good. It feels like all he was told by the director to be was not even um, like he was sus on people, but just super aggressive. And just, like, kind he of doesn't one, care. He had one colour and it was super aggressive. Yeah. And it was just annoying. It was yes. so annoying. Yeah, and it was annoying because it broke from the horny stuff. It's a horny movie <laughs> until Anne, because Anthony LaPaglia is not in any horny scenes. He Anthony should wanted, He should have been interested in Anne as well. I feel yes. like it would have been better if that he was like conflicted over this woman who he suspected the murder of, but was also interested in her. One hundred. Why didn't we write this movie? Yeah, we would have made it a lot John better. Would have, John would have been the goddamn star mm. of the movie. I would have literally made him. The main character, because he yes. is so fucking hot in this film. Absolutely. Oh, my God. And we would have made it take a little bit longer for the woman to come other than just the whisper of yeah. 
come it would have been me, like whatever. yeah he fingered me for a bit and then we started having sex and then he came and then he he was fingering me again and then i came yeah exactly that would have been nice <laughs> that and then i had to piss yeah then i had to go to the toilet to immediately to avoid getting like um what is it a urinary tract infection a that's it that's it um on our instagram if anyone out there doesn't follow us follow us on at mission zach every time we announce an episode we post a picture from that movie with a border that was created by Ree, thank you very much, around the image. Now, when I got the image, I was like, cool, I'll just put it on top of the other image. I don't know how to do that because I'm not into graphics. Just send it to me. I'll do it for you. See, that's interesting. I I will from now on because I've been getting the head of design from the publishing company that I work for to do it for me. So I'm sending, I'm like, I'm so sorry, Jonathan, but could you please do me a big favor? And he's like, yeah, no, absolutely. Well, what can I do for you? Thinking it's probably work related because... We work together in an office for a publishing company. I'm like, could you please superimpose this picture of a cartoon Mish face <laughs> and her friend Zach's cartoon face onto this picture of John Leguizamo in a 1992 <laughs> crime thriller? And horny like, crime thriller. Horny crime thriller. And he's like, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, thank you so much. <laughs> Like, I sent him a work email that's like, these are the images, a haughty crime thriller picture and a frame of my cartoon face. And then it has my work signature. <laughs> it's like, signing off, Michelle Wittrup, office manager for publishing company. Anyway, I just want to do a shout out to you, Jonathan. Thank yeah, you, Jonathan. Yeah, shout out to Jonathan. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Mish. Thank you, that's very funny. That's very, very funny. But yeah, please send them to me. I'll just do them. Okay. Is there <laughs> anything else that we need to say about this horny film? Um, um, what did you say about Leguizamo? Did you say much about? Oh, we didn't his... really touch on him, did we? No, because I have so that... many things to say about him. He is yeah, in four scenes. The first scene, I was like, "That is delicious. That is beautiful. You are very handsome. He looked so, so hot, pretty. and he's a gorgeous little artist." Mm. Yeah. And then the second scene, when they're going through all the things that he had been. I think he'd been found not guilty, but all the things that he'd been accused of doing to women, mm. I thought, still pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> and then when he threw that thing through the window, I was like, fuck yeah, cunt. <laughs> that's, that's sick. And then the third scene where, where did, what did he do in the third scene? So in the third scene, that's the one no, where the he... No, the second scene is his second therapy appointment. Yeah. But so the, the third, third scene, scene is, the... is the interrogation. And did you talk about the fourth scene? Because there's that sort of fourth scene where he, he breaks into the house and he ties he up... He ties, hog ties her. Hog ties, yeah. hog ties the main character and lights a cigarette and, and says... And drinks her whiskey. Drinks her whiskey. <laughs> rude. <laughs> rude. <laughs> hog that ties That was pretty fucking rude. <laughs> Very rude. <laughs> He hogtied her. Hog her. <laughs> and then he, he I guess. He, he whispers into her ear, he talks very threateningly about the the harm How he, he wants lo- to do and to her. How he likes the sound of women being hurt. He's a, he's he that. is a psychopath, a narcissist and a and a bad man. He says these are the things I like to do because that's what he's been accused of. And then and then right at the end he goes, "But I didn't do it this time." And then he unties her. And narratively yeah, and like, speaking, it's like this man has worked through his stuff and he, he, he's not, he didn't murder her and he didn't murder the character. And then the character mm. is really happy at the, like at the end. Or, and it's like this really moving scene. It's like he hogtied his therapist. <laughs> <laughs> he 
he threatened to burn her and then at the he end was like he what? cut her clothes off from the back <laughs> although i will say that open back shirt that she ends up wearing after it's been cut looks really cool yeah much cooler i was like than that her looks closed really cool. back shirt oh my God, yeah when I was she like, was That's a hot. loser a nerd <laughs> which was a nerd with that closed back shirt but yeah Ooh. it was really weird and then he goes to leave and then he grabs a candlestick and he's like Rah! and it looks like he's like what's that thing where you pass the baton that mm, a yeah, relay race relay relay, he starts a relay race and then he pegs it through the window he's so good at smashing windows in this film mm. and then he gets out on the balcony and then she gets him a blanket and it's like what is happening right now? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Why has she all of a sudden forgotten? And then she gets really sad when he gets thrown out the window. That man hogtied you in your own house. But Mish, don't you understand? At the end he said, but I, I'm not, I didn't kill her. I think he says uh, something about like, yeah, but he's like, if I did kill her, I wouldn't be able to walk away from this right now. He's like, yeah, like, like, what a you, good the, Im- the implication is him being like, I mean, if I was going to kill some bird um, and I didn't have control of that, surely I'd be killing you right now, yes? It's like, John. Like, Prove my point. That's a very good point, though, Ree. He sounds like a really nice guy. John. He's a sucker for hot dudes. <laughs> You've committed He's a back. felony. Up until this point, <laughs> this is a felony. So you not murdering her is just another felony? You're just choosing not to do the fifth felony. Yeah. I'm going to prove that I didn't commit this felony. By committing by three separate my felonies. And by threatening her life. Breaking into your premises, physically attacking you, because that's how he got mm. to hogtie her, and then holding mm. her kidnap. Like holding the her kidnapped. Hundred percent. The storyline, the storyline, and the script was secondary. You'd in get this less film. prison time just killing her. <laughs> this movie was made. You're be charged on not- three separate counts. <laughs> You've already been charged, John. <laughs> You've already been charged. You're in a lot of trouble, John. And then you also destruction of property at the goddamn police station. You know. <laughs> yeah. That was your first warning, mate. John. <laughs> John! Johnny, three felonies. All you had to do, mate, was go home. Yeah. Why did you go uh, after all of this and hogtie your therapist? And then he's like, and while she's hogtied, he's like, look at my painting. And it's a painting of a woman strung up with her guts hanging out. I was like, what are you doing, cunt? You're in so much trouble. You broke into your therapist's house. (laughs) You've hogtied her. You've said you want to kill her. You're showing her grotesque artwork. You're already in trouble. You not murdering her is not proof that this is a problem for you. If anything, murder her. Murder her and you will get away with it all. You are 100% going to prison now, champ. For a really long time, champ. Such a long time. You're for a really long time. Like, I don't know, at least 15 years. For even all if the you stuff didn't, even if you didn't hogtie her, cut up her clothes, and threaten to burn her, you broke into her, her house. <laughs> that in itself is a hefty fine. Yeah, <laughs> a hefty fine. You're gonna have to sell a lot, dude. At a least lot four of, grand. Four grand. Yeah, you're gonna have minimum. to sell a lot of sexy, violent artwork <laughs> to be able to pay for the fine just for breaking in. But then you did all that other stuff. Yeah. And then as you're leaving, you're, you're not leaving. well, John. And you're not like, well. It looks like your therapist is going to let you go, which is insane. But it looks like she'll let you. As you're leaving, you then turn around 
grab a candlestick holder and smash her window. <laughs> and then you, you climb onto the ledge and you're like, call the police. All of this For stuff, what, John. John? <laughs> John, <laughs> John, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You've gotten yourself in so much trouble, John. I will so, say, though, his character was, like, actually the best. I feel like it was oh, the best 100%. character in the movie. Like, legit, I do feel that way. It had, He was definitely the best actor. Yeah, de- <laughs> definitely no. the best actor. He had, like, you know, he wasn't, like, just a black and white character, which I feel like a lot yeah. of them were. Like, she was the doe-eyed sex the horny sex therapist that you She had a really sex. clear She had a clear character arc Oh god it was like literally deer Stuck in the headlights but the headlights Are two massive dildos Like she oh well what's that Oh dear me Oh I couldn't I couldn't Possibly have sex with a man oh, I also do love the part though when she's ex- Describing it to um, the Her therapist And she's mm-hmm. like yeah I'm like Kind of picturing the woman, maybe I'm gay, and he's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa let's not go crazy. <laughs> let's here. not go gay. <laughs> Fucking hell!" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Could it be that she's sexy and I'm attracted to her?" Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I think That's you're looking. Not it. Maybe you're looking for an older kind of father type figure. You know, <laughs> a, an older man who's been in your life who was there for you, you after your father named- died. You want a man named Doug or Larry or George. We're not sure. That's We're what not you sure, Anne. Can I That's ask you guys the- a question just quickly? Um, before you found out, I know you said you were pretty confident it was Alan Alda, but I just sort of want to ask because part of a, um, uh, a, a thriller is the kind of the mystery layer, the whodunit layer. Mm. And I was wondering when you kind of got towards the end, um, I'm curious to know who you thought did it. Was it... Um, the uh, character that had so Doug, who had all the evidence, every piece of evidence, circumstantial and legitimate, pointing towards him. Did I lowkey think him? Doug did it though. Still, do you think it was <laughs> Doug? Just sorry. Do you think it on. was? Um, do you think it was John Leguizamo's character, who was a complete fucking psychopath, who painted pictures to the exact nature of the murder that happened, but had no link to it? Or do you think it was the guy from MASH who had absolutely no motivation or, or hints towards it? Out and of those three, who do you reckon Not only no hints, it? but is consistently shown to be a wonderful man. <laughs> who do you reckon He's did like, it? do you He's like, do you want to stay here tonight, doll? You seem, you seem quite upset. And she's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> anyway, I fucking killed her. Yeah, I fucking killed her. It's just like... Because this was, was me. <laughs> Then we're gonna run down the beach. Oh my! But I will say that when she gets him in the head with the hook, I was like, "Oh, yeah, Oof. that was full on." Oh fuck! That's a pretty. I good. honestly think that's a pretty good. That's, that's a, a pretty good, good murder. <laughs> that's a pretty, a pretty good, good murder. That's a pretty good murder. Um, I have to say, though, obviously with this movie, for anyone who now wants to watch it, and let's be honest, after listening to this, they definitely do. It's actually not. It's actually kind it's of fun. Watch it. It's, oh, it's, it's kind of like campy. It it's enjoyable. You'll never watch it again, but no. watch it once. Um, I do, the, though. The I want a sequel line... movie about John John's character. Legit. He's dead. Really. He's no, but I want building. like a prequel then. I want oh, like an prequel. origin story of where he actually is the serial killer. <laughs> Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That would be good. <laughs> it actually be um, that would be an interesting movie. I would legitimately watch that. 
Yeah, so would I. Anyway, because John will have John listen- Leguizamo in it, so if you should be watching it anyway for this fucking podcast. Um, <laughs> I have to say, the, anyone who's listening who wants to know, the storyline, definitely secondary, not important. And we've done a dog shit job of explaining it. Yeah, the casting, we started at the end. not great. <laughs> all you need to know is when they were making this movie, all they wanted it to be was horny and thrilling, and it was both of those it things. Was. I was it thrilled. So they succeeded. I was, was horny thrilled and, it was and I thrilling. was horny. I was so wet. I was a bit scared. Yeah, I was horny as. Job done. I haven't stopped being horny for days. Well, I so. finished watching this movie two minutes before we started this podcast. So I've, I'm just sitting in a pool. <laughs> of bin juice. Of bin was the character motivation unclear? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Was the yes. mystery complete? Was the twist completely unearned? Yes. 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 Was I horny and thrilled? My God, you bet your bottom I was. You better fucking believe I was horny and thrilled. Also, can I just quickly say too, she finds out that he's the killer because she listens to her tapes of their session. So it's like they do tapes after the session of what they think what's going on and everything for like late to listen to later. Mm. And so she listens to his tapes about her session and in the tapes he's like, oh, I've fallen completely in love with her. It's like, why are you putting this in the tape? He's like, it's so unethical for me to be treating her, but I am absolutely head over fucking heels for this girl. My wife, he's like, my wife, she'd be devastated. I've never fallen in love. I would have loved my life for 25 years and now I want to fuck this girl. And it's like all in the tapes. But the best thing about what? it is, yes, she listens to those tapes. Why did he put them in the tapes? And why does he keep them at his beach house? Yeah. Like, like he comes home and she's listening to the tapes too and he's like, I'm home. They've gone gone to the beach house for like a long weekend because they all need to get away because everyone has just been in this murder story. Yeah. So they go away to the beach house while they're going down the shops to to rent a video. To rent a videotape, which is to rent a video. Like, what do you want in? Oh, Lawrence of Arabia, please. (laughs) Yeah, more like like Lawrence of My Labia. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She then goes to put on some music and finds his therapy tapes there. Why is he storing? his therapy tapes at his beach house not only that he's he says there he's like hey um you know you you've been through the murder can you pop some music on i think there's a vivaldi tape next to all right my next tapes to where, where i, I admit to murdering your friends <laughs> so just just near the tapes where i admit that i'm i'm in love with you and a murderer is a vivaldi tape do you want to chuck that in the player <laughs> oh my god it actually so- is so i hate I do don't I don't I didn't like that. Like I know that was them explaining why he did it. They had to That was them giving him motive, but also like the motive being like I killed this woman in such a violently sexual graphic way by like he's obviously killed her and then he's taken all of her clothes off and hung her up. Excuse me. Like, you know. (laughs) Sorry. But I'd do anything for love, but I won't do that. That's cute. Um, Re, what you have to understand is they all they wanted to do was make an accessible porno with Alan Alder from MASH. This yeah. was before the internet. That, before, in order to do that, they had to put in whatever storyline worked. Yeah. So what that's the one they created. Got to understand, Re, is there was a time before the internet where if you wanted to get hard or wet, you had to go I get to the both. movies and pretend you were watching it for the thriller element. You're like, I'm here for the storyline. So, and so it's back, good. So back in the day, 
That's really what it is. It's like, there was a time, this is for our listener, there was a time if you were horny, there wasn't the internet. You couldn't just go on the internet. The way to be horny was to to make a movie. It would be like the equivalent of this movie would be like um, uh, a movie starring Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Yes. <laughs> and just like, uh, just gonzo porn. With Ted from How I Met Your Mother and some horrific violence next to it. Fondling Ted? <laughs> and then at the end, Ted from How I Met Your Mother did it. Yeah. That's what the yeah. emotional, that's what the journey of this film was. There's everyone going into everyone the cinemas it. after. Like, oh, the seats are all sticky. <laughs> it's the 1980s. <laughs> Very funny. I'm so glad we have porn. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad we're in an age now where we can access free porn as easy as we want. Read. But ethical nice. porn, guys. Make ethical sure it's ethical. Ethical porn is what it's all about. Yeah. Bell's essay is um, ethical porn. I'm just saying. Yeah, I think that's important. You need to know where your porn's coming from. Legitimately, I legitimately believe that. Yeah, that's yeah, a no, good point. A I think this if is you true. watch. Yeah, no, let's end on this. <laughs> just trash. This film, but let's end on a really serious point. It's like, look up ethical porn. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> now, Ree, at the end of each episode, we give whatever we just watched a score out of five Leguizamos. Mm-hmm. Our listeners already know this, but I'll just quickly explain. Um, it's not five stars. I know. I read. I I follow you on Instagram. I know what it means. Right. Thank you so much. Right. Um. So this is purely based on how Leguizamoy. The film was. Zach, okay. do you want to go first this time? Yeah, I will. Uh, now, this is going to be a little bit uh, out of the ordinary in my score. I've had a big think about it, and I didn't quite know how to capture what I loved about this movie. Like, Guzamo was in it a lot more than I thought he would be. He was sexy. He was so problematic, I think it looped back around <laughs> to, like, not problematic anymore. Um, um I'm going to give uh, this movie a score of three Leguizamos out of five Leguizamos, which seems like a low score, but I'll tell you why, because I'm going to then give it a bonus Lapalia. So I'm going to give it three Leguizamos with a bonus Lapalia. <laughs> because you can't... How good's Anthony Lapalia? Yeah, he's so, so good. good. Without a trace, heard of it? <laughs> heard of it? <laughs> um, I'm going to... Okay, so this is... Like my, this is my, thi- I love a horny thriller. I knew coming into doing this podcast that I would come across a couple because it's just very Leguizamo to do a couple of those in the 90s. A horny 90s thriller is perfect. Um, he is in it more. He's sexy. Um, we all know that he can do sexy and he's sexy in this. Though His shirt is literally unbuttoned to his belly button mm. in one scene. Yum. It's very hot. <laughs> um, and the movie is so fucking insane that... I, I adored it. Would highly recommend anyone to watch it. Based on Leguizamos, though, I would be looking at giving it. I'm going to give it three and a half Leguizamos. Oh, I'm going to give it three and a half Leguizamos, but I'm chucking in an extra half Leguizamo based solely on the shirt that he wears. Where so it's, it's a like four Leguizamo film. It's a four Leguizamo film for me. I I 100% agree, Mish. If 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 I didn't feel the need to represent Lapalia in the film. In my rating, I would have given it four as well. I, the three Leguizamo and a Lapalia equals, in my opinion, four something Leguizamo. very close to four Leguizamo. So, yeah, fully agree with you and support you in that, Mish. Thank you. Redown. I feel like I'm copying you, but that's what I was going to say too. 
three and a half Leguizamos because I know how to pronounce his name at the end of this podcast, which is very exciting that's, for me. That's all we've done. And, and then a half, yeah. and then a half Leguizamo because he was so goddamn fucking hot in this film. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god! Like, I literally, I want an extra film based on his character. Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's like uh, that Dexter shit where you like kind of like him, even though he's like killing people, I guess. Can but I it would say be worse something? because he's like killing women. But you know, like we can make allowances. Because <laughs> you know, like Wasamo, but you know that theory, Re, about um, uh, if you had a, a an infinite amount of monkeys typing at an infinite amount of keyboards, one of them would eventually write the entire work of Shakespeare in 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 its entirety. Have you heard that? No. Well, that's a theory. That's an idea, okay. and it's true. Um, and I think it's there's true? a similar theory, is it true? which is like, or is it a, want- it's a true that the theory exists that. It's true. Eventually, for an infinite amount of time, eventually you'd get Shakespeare. True. There's a very similar concept, which is um, if if John Leguizamo stars in 150 films, chances are the film you're describing, there's something close enough to that. There's going to be something. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in this is like a sort of a sexy Dexter. Somewhere in the 90s, I'm sure that happened, and we'll let you know as soon as we've watched it. Yeah. And we've still been so good. We've got so much more to go through, um, but I am so sure that there is another horny thriller out there. I hope so. And I'm ready to find it. I I always love the horny thrillers with like Sandra Bullock and stuff from the 90s. They're always so good. But this is actually a treat. Last time you guys made me watch fucking MasterChef, it sucked (laughs) so bad. Like I legitimately had a terrible time watching that show. Yeah, we're um, so sorry about that. I love hanging out with you guys, obviously, but that was like this was actually I even paid for it on YouTube. I didn't pirate it. I was like, I want them to know that I was here. That you're committed to this. Watching this movie on the big screen. I was like, I want it up on the big screen. And I actually like legitimately, I don't know, I actually, like we talk about how shit it is, but it's also like just fun to watch, I guess. It was a great film. I I properly enjoyed it. Yeah, Yeah, it's proper enjoyable. I will never watch it again, but I fucking enjoyed watching it. And if you're watching it with John Leguizamo in mind, you kind of like it more because he literally has the best character in it and he's, like, the best actor in the movie. 100%. And I really liked it and, like, being able to concentrate specifically on him made it more enjoyable for me, I think. I don't know. Yeah. And let's, let's not, you know, like, let's not discount Let's not get too LaPalia serious about it. Here. <laughs> let's not discount LaPalia. You know, you're just oh, oscillating. This is John. not the LaPalia co- podcast. LaPalia. He asked me for my like, well, The LaPalia. only thing that could take away, the only thing that could take away from John. Alan Alder from MASH being a psycho killer. <laughs> the only thing that could mask that is the fact that Anthony LaPaglia was in the film. I gotta yeah. say, I've gotta say, uh, we talked last week about uh, Lincoln Lawyer and we talked at length about how perfectly cast that film was. And I was like, I love when a film is perfectly cast. I think I much prefer Alan Alda as a psychopath. <laughs> 100%. Give me that um, so much more. But also, can I just say, it is a common theme in, I feel like, 90s, but also just in general movies, when ugly fucking dudes are cast as a romantic lead. Yeah. Because (laughs) men run Hollywood predominantly, and Mm -hmm. they don't give a fuck what they're giving us. Like, literally so many times I watch a film, I'm like, I'm supposed to be pining for this dude. You know, when if you're you didn't find Doug hot? Oh, I would sit on (laughs) his face just to cover it. Doug makes love to women. I wouldn't he let, makes love to them. I would let Doug in me, but I wouldn't let him kiss me. 
Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> and on that note. Um, at the end of each uh, episode, we read a couple of your reviews, um, but only the five-star ones. Don't make us fucking explain it again. Don't give us anything less than five stars. Ew. Okay? It, yeah, guys, don't be fucking gross. This is a five-star podcast. One uh, that's titled Leg uh, by Roundface. Sup, Leg. It says, Sup, thank leg. you, Mission Zach, for this content. Hope to hear the famous Leg himself on the po- podcast one day. You and me both. That Round would face. be so cool. Leg, love that. if you're listening to this, po- if you're at the hour mark and you're still listening to this specific podcast, <laughs> we want you on it. You're the best actor in everything you do. Mm, and you truly. can be the best guest on the Leguizamarama mm. after Ray. Sorry, Ray. Oh, I'm stoked to be second. What? <laughs> That's so nice. <laughs> Suck shit everyone else who's done this fucking podcast. I'm I'm so far the best. <laughs> Eat my shit hot department. <laughs> oh, Ree, um, thank you so much for doing the podcast. You are the second best. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, if people want to find you, how do they find you on all your socials? Uh, Ree down on everything uh, or in Brisbane, which is where I live now. That's cute. Also, Rhi has uh, an, a page where she posts all her art, which we're all obsessed with. We've all, if you see, if you know a comedian uh, in Australia at all, you they've probably got a picture done by Rhi. <laughs> um, but no, nah, they're the fucking best. And what's that? It's like it's, at Wow Cool Art Rhi. Wow Cool Art Rhi 69. Very good. My father in law thinks it's um, very inappropriate and that I should remove the 69, but I'm going to keep it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for having me. I had a really good time. Oh, I give you guys so. five Zach and Mishes. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.